Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Movie Chatter. Today we are going to be discussing a recent Netflix star-studded satire called Don't Look Up. I'm Eric and I'm joined tonight by Lou and Robin. Lou, how you doing tonight? I am doing well. I should say I'm really tired, but I'm, I'm okay. Yeah? <laughs> it was a busy day at work. We've been, we've been redoing our showroom, moving all kinds of stuff around. It's been... Uh... A little more physical activity than I'm used to. Ah, well, you know, it's good exercise. It is, it is. Yeah, I, and I tell you what, after playing Beat Saber with you a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I realized, wow, I need to catch up with Lou. I'm not in good shape anymore. So, well, that's good. Robin, how are you doing? I am equally exhausted. Yeah? <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys will have a problem keeping me awake, but I did love this what are you trying to say? I'm looking forward to talking about this movie. <laughs> Listen to this. What? That's okay. My eyes are going to be messing up all episode because I, I just got contact lenses for the first time in years. And so yeah. my eyes are adjusting. Yeah. So bear with me. But um, hello in the chat room. Welcome. We have, I don't know, this was a tough movie for me. So this movie came out Christmas Eve of uh, this past December, 2021. <laughs> Hell of a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> this movie, the, the premise basically is you have two astronomers, um, one played by Leonardo DiCaprio and one who's a, uh, a PhD student played by Jennifer Lawrence. And she discovers a comet that is hurtling toward Earth and with a 99.78, I think it was, 99. Yeah, 99.78% likelihood is going to impact the Earth, and it would be an extinction-level event. And it's coming in like 60-something days. No, it's oh, a little no, longer yeah, than that. Yeah, it's it was, six months. Six, yeah, months, six months and yeah. 14 days, I think, and yeah. some odd hours. And the whole movie is them trying to convince the public, the government, scientists that it's real and to do something about it. And the the real part is confirmed like within the first five minutes of the movie and the data sent off to other countries and other countries confirm it. And what's, what's the problem? Mm. Uh, but there are problems and uh, yeah, you know, the funniest thing about this was I thought that I'm watching the movie. And I'm like, this is exactly how the government would take, this would happen. I mean, this is exactly how they would it's accept terrifying. this news. And yeah, let, let's just let's table that. We'll we'll figure it out in a couple of weeks. And they're like, no, no, we can do something with this now. It's like you know, no, no, we're, we're good. You know, we'll wait and reassess. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can tell totally people it's happening. a certainty that that they're all going to die. That's, that's yeah, right, crazy. Right. Yeah, and they say, oh, ninety nine point seven. Oh, so it's not a hundred percent. Okay, yeah, we'll call it seventy <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's terrifying how close to reality this movie was. And I'll be honest, I had a hard time watching it. Uh, the really? first time around, I rewatched it again. I had a hard time watching it too. Yeah, because it frustrates me that, like, I get that they did it for the sake of a movie, but so much of it, like you said, Lou, is what would actually happen. You've got uh, the government, the midterm elections are coming up. So... Um, I mean, the the president was a bit of a caricature mm -hmm. and her son, Jonah Hill, as the chief of staff was, you know, pretty typical Jonah Hill. But King amazing. <laughs> OK, 
amazing might be a strong word, but and I like Jonah Hill. He he played the role really well. He played the role really well. He did. But it was definitely like that was the most comedic of all the roles in the movie. Every everything else was pretty realistic, and I enjoyed his role. But it was the least realistic of all the roles. But it was a fun role. But you've got the politicians who react that way, which is typical. And then you've got the media, both the news and the kind of tabloidish morning talk show kind of thing. Uh, you got what Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. playing two of the hosts, and the nobody and, and taking was, it seriously. Well, it, it, and that was so good too that they didn't even you know you knew they didn't even know what was going on. Like, right. Oh yeah, that science thing, you know, and they, they weren't even briefed on what this is really about. Right. Just, just keep it light and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and then even after they're briefed, they're trying, you know, they're trying to put on a face for, for the audience. And, and, you know, they're always last and, mm. and they're behind Ariana Grande. And, excuse me, <laughs> Ariana Grande. Grand? I keep wanting to say Grande because it, it's the Spanish pronunciation, but I guess it's actually Italian. So it's Grand. I don't know. Anyway, Ariana uh, and her boyfriend played by Kid, Kid Cutie. I don't know. Who and like, later, that's later. what everybody's tweeting about. Right. Nobody cares yeah. about this other stuff. Well, it, it was funny because it was mentioned two, maybe three times in the movie. Oh, get that person some media training. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, you know, you have to know how to interact with, with media people because they, you know, we get people didn't take you seriously and they're not. And, you know, <laughs> it was just bizarre. Right. And then kind of the dichotomy between the two people who were jointly trying to get this done and then getting torn in two different directions by the media and the government. Yeah. Um, you've got the the tech conglomerate, the the Steve Jobs-ish person uh, stepping in, played by Mark Rylance, I think, who's been in a lot of other stuff. He was in Ready Player One, I think. He mm-hmm. played... Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yep. 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 And uh, who, uh, brilliant job, by the way. But he plays the Steve Jobs kind of guy who comes in with a high tech solution of how they're going to fix things. And but but a very dysfunctional guy, you know, very, mm-hmm. you know, not really no. <laughs> in touch with everybody else. No, type thing. not with it. Um, and, and you know, it, and not just the government's reaction to. I mean, I thought the media's reaction to this. I thought the. The people's reaction to I thought everything was pretty much spot on of how this would really go. If this kind yeah. of announcement was made, I, I kind of saw all the different people that were taking different approaches to what was going to happen. I was like, yeah, I can see all that playing out. But that's why I had a hard time with the movie, because it went from being like it. it I don't know that it's a comedy. If it is, it's a dark comedy. Oh, it's a very dark. Comedy. Very dark. Oh, oh, wait, no, this is my favorite. Because you know how much I hate when they blend, blend subgenres genres and they mm-hmm. try and make subgenres, and then there's time travel, but um, and loops. And time loops. But yes. this one was billed as a comedy disaster. All right, let's think about that. Better than being a disaster of a comedy. Now I'm just now I'm just annoyed. Well, well, the, I mean, this is right up your alley, Robin. I mean, you you know, yeah. <laughs> you guys are you know how, how would you guys 
you know. Are, are you saying I'm a comedic disaster? Thank you. No, no, Thank no, no, you. no, 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 no. You're no, the no, one. No, no, you're no. the one who said that we were going to put you to sleep. <laughs> so you know, if we're talking about throwing punches, just saying. Well, let's let's step back a bit. Your husband works in disaster management. This is the biggest disaster management right? thing you could possibly manage. Exactly. And I remember Tim saying that he kind of he he thought aspects of that were fascinating in this movie too. Oh, absolutely. So, Robin, let's talk. Let's step back. Normally, in this podcast, we give our initial thoughts. What were your initial thoughts? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Actually, it it. The minute I saw it and sort of downloaded how real and yet how caricaturesque it was like, the first thing I said was, I do not want to record this movie. I, I just don't want to talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, and here I am recording this <laughs> I movie. I suggested something yeah. else. No, just I know. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for people to look at themselves in the mirror. And I wish movies, I think this movie did a good job of, of raising a very serious thing to right this ultra comedic place. But then I get a little depressed because then that's where we're just going to hold it. Um, and, and that's, you know, I don't know. Okay. So I, I am very conflicted about this movie. Okay. I, th- I think everybody should see it, but I'm very conflicted about it. Lou, what about you? Um, yeah, you know, I didn't um, initially want to see it, and then I saw a trailer for it, and I'm like, okay, you know, this could be fun. And then when I first sat down to watch it, I was sucked in immediately. I thought the, you know, like you keep saying, I thought it was it was so true to how people would react to this kind of a, a situation, you know, r- right down to, you know, her finding this and then and then they're you know they're all happy that oh I found a comet this is fantastic and and they say oh well let's do the uh, calculations see you know how close it's gonna pass by and and they're doing the thing and yeah. and you can see there's they're they're kind of starting to see what's going on and then the professor's like oh god you know he's like I can't I, I literally can't go panicking and, yeah and it's yeah. like well, okay I can you know how would I react if I was the researcher and all of a sudden I'm realizing that oh my gosh this is gonna hit the planet and oh, oh my did i do this did i do the math right you know it's like wow and then her response um, you remember um i gotta no. go get high oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well and that was good the interaction between them all through the beginning of the movie was you know he's like you know i got a xanax and she just reached over and grabs it you know and she's like i need this i need right. you know and it was just how would i react to that kind of thing and i thought they got that spot on um so, and it continued to i thought halfway through the movie got a little bit silly in some of that stuff um, but the first half of it was fantastic as far as, oh my gosh, this is really <laughs> how, how the world would react to this. So thumbs up, thumbs down, liked Thumb, it, thumbs didn't up. like it? Thumbs up. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, this was a difficult movie for me. I had a hard time with it. Um, it was, I respect that it was very well done and I mostly, I'd like it. I think most people should watch it, but it's frustrating because of the reflection on real life. And it's the Mm. real life reflection that frustrates me, not the movie, Mm -hmm. but the movie, you can't watch the movie and not see the real life reflection in it. That's the whole point of the movie. And and so it's, it's upsetting. It's meant to be upsetting, 
but it succeeds on a level that for me, a lot of movies haven't. And, and so it's kind of a mixed blessing for me. Like you said, uh, Robin, I'm, I'm a little conflicted on it, but uh, the Academy Award nominations just came out today as we're recording this. This was nominated for best editing. Get it on your best picture too. Yeah. Did it get best picture? Yeah. Nomination? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I missed that part, um, which I guess is the bigger bigger concern um it's interesting though <laughs> well i mean it depends on what you think of the awards i guess but while i was I mean, watching win, it but it was nominated yeah yeah and no, i don't think it's gonna win but um while i was watching it i was impressed with the editing and i thought wow it would be cool if like this qualified to be nominated for best editing or something and it'll never happen but and then it did but i i thought it was well edited something we don't typically talk about on the show. I liked how they did a lot of the cuts. They cut mid conversation. Sometimes they cut mid sentence sometimes. And it always kind of gave you this sense of either what they cut from. Oh yeah, no, that's not really what's important. Let's get back to what's important because they kind of wrap you up in that moment and then they cut away and you're like, Oh, yeah, right. That's not what I'm supposed to pay attention to, which was kind of some of the things happening throughout the movie, too. Like the discussions about the guy at the White House um, who went and got him snacks and said he had 10 bucks a piece. And then they're like, later on, she goes and gets some more. And she's like, where do I pay for this? It's the White House. It's free. What are you talking about? And like that became a thing in the movie. But it's but it's stupid because the planet is going to blow up. But right. we're humans. And so we get wrapped up because that's the day to day life, right? That That's what we do every day. So it's not all about this disaster movie. They ground you. And I think it had a psychological effect that people are taking for granted. It grounds you in the day to day nonsense of what's going on in this real world as they're trying to portray this other stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that some of the clever editing tricks added to that because it kind of pulled you away and you're like oh yeah I was getting really wrapped up in that thing and I, I suppose I wasn't supposed to I thought the editing was really clever mm-hmm. um, the acting but the editing oh, yeah? the, the editing perfectly underscored both the urgency and the ridiculousness of the movie absolutely so that is what the actually I don't say this very often but um the editing, you you could talk about it as a character. I, it drove, right? There's certain mm-hmm. things that drive uh, movies. Yep. And I and I do think that um, that was the outstanding part of it. Um, it affected the storytelling. Some... And, and, you know, yeah. the, unique those kinds of things, speaking of the storytelling, those kind of things made this unique. And, you know, you mentioned the thing about the, you know, the snacks not being free and the guy charging for it. And when I first saw him, like, that... That seems weird. I mean, that doesn't seem right. And then it came out later. And I'm like, okay. And then like later on, it's like, you know, we're going to have this big event. We're going to, and she, uh, she was giving the, oh, she introduced um, um, Hellboy as, as the astronaut that was going to go Ron do Perlman. that. Ron Perlman. Yep. Ron Perlman, yeah. Ron Perlman. Um, go do the thing. And it's like, you know, we, we just, you know, breaking news. And it's like, okay, but it was all staged. It was like, how is this? Right. We're bringing you breaking news. We're going to cut right in and give you this thing. But no, we had this set up on a battleship and we had fireworks in the background. And I'm like. Right. Yeah, I can kind of see that because, you know, is people going to react to that? that they realize that this wasn't really breaking news. It was. And not it was a totally single staged. character in the movie questioned oh. any of that. Right. 
but I think that was on purpose. And I yeah. that was that was brilliant the way they did that. I was like, that that's fantastic. The writing in this was so clever. And the the synergy between the writing and the editing and uh the writer and it was the same writer and director, Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. I I thought it was brilliant and the acting this is one of I'm not big into Leonardo DiCaprio but this was one of my preferred performances of his I don't know that I want to say favorite but like he didn't feel like Leonardo DiCaprio to me he felt like this character see and, and I'm I, 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 I'm, not, I don't, I'm not a big Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio fan but I like a lot of stuff he does uh, yeah he's, he's a really great good actor you know it's like I can't say like oh yeah but I'm like no, he does a lot of really good stuff. Oh, he's he a good actor when he does it. I'm like, this is, you know, he's got a bad rap from when he was a, when younger. Yeah, I think um, Romeo and but Juliet. He's done some amazing stuff. Yeah. Okay, but see, I used to not like him, and so and here's one thing that you can find fault with me on because you know many people find faults, but um, it's um, he I, I had a I had an image of him. And my image of him was sort of like the new Brett Pack kind of image of him. And then I learned more about him as a human. And then I actually started to watch his movies differently. Mm-hmm. And so this is one case, right, where I usually don't allow myself to be affected by an actor's um, politics or personal preferences, all right, or predilections. But in this case, I was affected in a way that made me want take his movies more seriously and make me take him more seriously. Mm. So, um, so I guess it worked out for me in that way, because I've actually gone back to see movies that I refused to see because he was the lead. Hmm. Okay. So Interesting. That, okay. That's a little insight into my immaturity, I guess. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but I liked him in this. Yeah. Um, and, his quirkiness and I guess uneasiness in his skin as this professor mm. to me. Now I, I am, I come out of the Academy as you all know, I have met professors like him and he, 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 nailed yeah. it. Um, mm. he absolutely nailed that, that persona. If you he will. had the, the intellectualism combined with the social awkwardness combined with the, the kind of the stress that like, I've seen a lot of uh, professors and stuff when they're outside of their element, trying to convince people of certain facts or, or present to people who they know that these are not intellectuals and they're used to dealing with people who at least they show up and they're trying to learn, or at least that's the concept and they're doing it over time. And now you're with people who don't really care. You have five minutes instead of a semester and you have to get a point across in a way that Luddites would understand. And they just lose it. Their face gets pale white. They can't breathe. They, they, you know, and maybe that's a, a bit of an extreme example, but he, I think he portrayed the the anxiety and the stress in a lot of scenes, not even just through his dialogue, but the the body language, his eyes, the way his eyes would look around, spot on. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of the, the NLP, the neuro linguistic programming, the the facial twitches, the the stammering, the the looking around, um, body positioning, everything. He, it was a brilliant performance, and. 
I don't know. I, th I think this is one. Of, I want to say it's one of his better ones, but like you said, Lou, I mean, he's got a lot of really good ones, so it's kind of hard been to... been in a lot of... Yeah, it, it's hard yeah. to rank it necessarily, but it was at least an impressive performance. Yeah. Um, a lot of big actors in this. So we've got Leonardo DiCaprio. We've got Jennifer Lawrence. Meryl Streep playing the president. Um, <laughs> I I hated that character. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was hard because to. you're supposed to. But you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, and her yeah. son even more so, Jonah Hill. And again, he did a great mm -hmm. job. You're supposed to hate the character. Right. I hated the character. So I guess that's a good thing. Um, Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry is the two talk show hosts. Um, Rob Morgan as uh, Oglethorpe. Mark Rylance as uh, kind of the Steve Jobs analog. Mm -hmm. uh, you had the kid from Dune. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Timothy Chalamet. Yep. You mentioned Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Kid Cutie. Himesh Patel was in it. I love right, Himesh he Patel. Was in, he was in Yesterday. What, yep. was the same Lead guy? actor yeah. in Yesterday. Yep. yep. Which, yep. by the way, we have to talk about at some point on Random Chatter. Okay. Uh, somebody sued the makers of the movie because one, it was a, I forget who the actress was, but there's an actress who appeared in some of the trailers who was a popular actress. She was cut from the movie. So they filed a class action lawsuit oh, against Jesus. the makers of yesterday saying that they were misleading because they cut her from the movie, but she was in the trailers and that's what convinced them to go see the movie. So it was basically false advertising. Oh, Jesus. And there's a lawsuit. Can you imagine <laughs> if they sued every filmmaker who yeah. put stuff in trailers uh, and then decided to cut some of it later? That happens all the time. It's happened in... Star well, I mean, Wars, it's happened I mean, in the Marvel. People that make the trailers are the people that make the movie. No, that's outsourced <laughs> it's to... It's a different studio, yeah. right? Uh, anyhow. Okay. Um, Michael Chiklis. I didn't recognize him. I did, and I was waiting for... Because I saw his name in the credits. I'm like, where, and he showed up very late. I'm oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul Guilfoyle. You're not going to know the name, but you've seen him in a, like a billion things. Um, just like a, a huge cast of people. And I don't know. I think they were all pretty good. They were good. The, yeah. the, the cast did, did a good job for what they were there to do. Um, I, I did have a real hard time with Meryl Streep playing the president. Um, I didn't feel like it fit with the actress, but. It, it, so it wasn't that I hated her. It was that I just didn't, it just didn't feel right. To it's me. hard to see Meryl Streep playing a shallow character because she's not yeah. a shallow actress and the character was very shallow. Yeah. So for me, that made it hard. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. she and, and Jonah Hill were the two hurdles in the movie, not of their own fault. What else do we want to talk about on this one? Um, I mean, we we could spend hours talking about this, the sociological implications of all this stuff that's in the film. It's uh, To me, it's terrifying that this is how it would actually play out. Like, I was disturbed mm -hmm. when I stopped watching the movie, and it was predictable. Um, and by the way, there is a mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I was kind of like in a weird mental state after watching this. Like I went to bed that night and I'm just laying there like I I felt I don't know violated is too strong a word but like I I felt like blah because yeah sure it, it's this is exactly like if we have something like this happen and it's it's bound to happen it's a random sort of thing it could happen anytime it's happened before on the planet right so yeah. it's not a question of if it's a question of when yeah. and it might be millions right. of years or it might be next week like but, yep so here's here's what i think they did right mm -hmm. um they allowed the main characters in this film um Leonardo DiCaprio's character, and I'm, I'm going to grab it in a minute. No, Dr. Uh, Randall Mindy. Name? Sorry, I've got IMDb yeah, up Mindy. here on my iPad. Yeah. Um, Dr. Mindy and um, Kate Dubolesky, I mean, it allowed them growth. Um, so it, it allowed for some characters' growth and maturity. Yeah. And, um, in, and even that as a minor message, as you will, if you will, um, that, that, that secondary message to me was the most important message of the film. Right. And, and I think that was brilliant. Um, it was shot brilliantly. It was, it was cinematically captured brilliantly. Right. Um, I, and I, I'm glad they didn't stop the film after that scene, but they could have. Yeah. And I, you might have felt a little better. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think one of... One of the most disturbing things... The title of the movie... Like, there's a point where there, there's just... There's too much science for it to be ignored, but people are still in a state of denial. And I get that, because that's... You know, we all know stages of grief, coping mechanisms, stuff like that. Denial is one of the first stages you hit. I think that what really bothered me, not that the movie did something wrong, the movie did it right, was as they get through all of these people going back and forth, oh, it's not real, oh, it's this, that. It gets to a point where, and we're getting into spoiler territory here, so bear with us. You can look up in the sky and you can see the comet's coming. And there's the proof that you need. Oh, look, there it is. It's right there. We were right. We gave you mm -hmm. proof. You didn't want it. We gave you other proof. You refused to look at it. Well, now you can see it with the naked eye. It's right there. Right. And how does everybody respond? Well, just don't look up. Just don't look up. Well, yeah, the that, title I mean, of the that movie. was the other other side of the equation. That was right. the, the 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 deniers, media, and the um, president saying, "Oh, yeah. just don't look up. It's not no, don't look up." You know, but I, it's even the premise of it's so stupid because if there's nothing there, you should be able to look up all you want. If they're telling you not to look up, it's because hmm. there is something there they don't want you to see. And so this don't well, look up thing became a very literal argument yeah. and it's stupid. And yet it is so ultimately believable that that is exactly what would happen right. in that sort yeah, of scenario. I see that becoming a, 
a focal point Absolutely. rally cry for their side of the equation because you know, hey, just don't look up. It's you no, know, it's not. It's fake. It's you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally get that, and, and especially after. Every and I'm not getting into politics. I don't care which side of the political fence you're on. Right. The last how many years now have been nothing but this. Well, there's no proof. Okay, well here's proof. Well, don't look at the proof. Okay, well here's other proof. I mean, at some point, you know, you can only look around 360 degrees before you're surrounded with proof, and you have right. nowhere else to look. And there's still denial of it. And then people get burned later. Now, fortunately, it hasn't been the whole world blowing up yet. But like, at what point do we pull our heads out of the sand and, and start using our brains again? This isn't that hard. Right. Yeah. But the degree to which we've turned into mindless sheep over, especially over the last handful of years, it's, it's disturbing. And it's not just politics. Social media has turned us into this as well. And I use social media. So again, I'm not trying to, you know, be a, a grandpa standing up on a pulpit on my front lawn telling the kids to get off of it. I'm, I'm saying. Well, I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uphill barefoot well, in the snow. I, you know, you could, you could look at it another way. Okay. You could also look at it as um, learned helplessness. I mean, yeah. these concepts are too big for one mind to, to, to get your mind around. And, and I think that's where we, as, as humans, that's where we are today. We, we know so much more than we have ever known. Mm -hmm. And at some point you can't look up anymore. You just have to breathe and live, you know? Yep. Um, and, and that's okay. the point where these characters got to, which is what I really appreciated. Um, I appreciated that they didn't become martyrs for their cause. I appreciated that they didn't, you know, there were so many different types of destructive things that they could do. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciated the fact that the, the writer and the director allowed these characters um, the full range to feel the full range of their oh, yeah. humanity. Absolutely. There, there was a lot of that in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, I think that speaks to the brilliance of, of the writers. It wasn't just an event movie. There was a lot of personal humanity in, in the lead characters in this movie. And I think that they really hit and, that really well. And for myself, I mean, you, you all know, I, I teach this, this class. I actually am going to use this. I usually teach, um, political sorts of discourse and stuff, uh, through using, um, Stanley Kubrick's, um, Dr. Strangelove. Hmm. Right. But I'm going to use both now because these are two mm -hmm. very interesting ways of dealing with how movies deal with, you know, large political, yep. um, politicized, let's say. Yeah. The, the political aspects of this movie reminded me a lot of, um, wag the dog. Ah, yeah. You know, um, uh, a lot of the same Justin Hoffman and yep. uh, yeah. Al Pacino, um, the other one, um, De Niro. De Niro, thank you. De Niro. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it reminded me a lot of that because the same kind of things are going on. It's like, how can we spin this? How can yeah. this be, you know, changed and manipulated so that people get behind our our cause? I'm like, uh, it was it was and like you said, Eric, it was frustrating. You watch the movie like, oh my God, people are falling for that. What why would they why would they not believe what's right in front of them? But 
They don't. But here's the interesting thing that I really love that this movie did, and, and there's so many times we're saying this in this podcast. There's the political side of it. There's the sociological side of it. It's, it's not just one factor. It's all of these factors joining in together. If you look at this, this dopamine flood that we're all living in now, um, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out, always plugged into social media, always on our phones, always searching for escapism. And here we are, you know, doing a movie podcast. So, you know, we know a little bit about that. Um, and they've done studies that when you continue to flood your brain with dopamine, your ability for critical thinking drops. Mm-hmm. Your, I mean, all you want to do is basically just sit on the couch and just get more dopamine. And, and it's not that it has nothing to do with the dopamine production. It's about the dopamine receptors basically kind of like letting less in. Um, and it's it's fascinating. There have been a lot of studies on it recently that I've started looking into a little bit. But when you take that and you factor in social media and the, the political spin, like you were talking about, Lou, and all of these different factors, it's not surprising that we're getting to a point where it's no longer about thinking for ourselves. It's about picking a bandwagon to jump on. And if you're not familiar with the phrase, jump on a bandwagon, go ask your parents. Mm. I know we're old. We get it. But it's about, you know, it's not just about jumping on a bandwagon. It's that that's the only way to travel. You you pick a bandwagon and you jump on it. And it's all about which one hits the emotions you want at the time. It's not about thinking. It's about the emotions. And we, we've gotten to that point now where as long as our emotions are getting fed the way we want them to be fed, we don't give a crap about anything else. Mm. And it's terrifying. And this movie really just puts it right there on your lap in a harsh way, in a comprehensive way. <clears throat> it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a brilliant movie. But again, that's why I found it a little uh, difficult Mm. to process because it's like, how do we get, there are ways to get out of this as a society, but right now we're kind of in this, this funk. It's like, how do we get out of it? And now we're talking about things like, you know, monitoring social media, um, the social media companies having a little bit more of a hand in having to police themselves and the whole thing with Spotify and Joe Rogan and all that kind of stuff going on. And, you know, we're, we're getting to a point now where we're starting to look at what kind of effect these sorts of things are having, but Mm -hmm. it's going to take time and awareness for which I'm grateful for this movie too. And then there's the ending. Do we want to spoil the ending or do we want to just let people discover it on their own? I I think we should talk about it. I mean, they can pause and come back as if they watch the movie, if they're intrigued enough to see it by what we've discussed so far. Yeah. Which ending? The one I like or the one that just played itself out and into stupidum? <laughs> the, well, <laughs> the one the filmmakers <laughs> chose. <laughs> 
Which uh, you may have to explain that one. I know exactly what well, you're talking about, but you need yeah, to help the audience, I mean, and I'm just going to listen let's talk about it. politely. Yeah. But I already know. <laughs> but explain it for everybody else. Look, the movie, <laughs> you can't have a movie that that is forecasting and you know has this trajectory towards the entire planet blowing up and leave the planet intact. You got to have the entire planet blowing well, up. Well, they right? did. Right. Yeah. And then they went into stupid dumb. That's all I can Which say. one? Are you talking about the post credit awesome. scene? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They should have stopped the movie. The mid credit scene was. Where I needed it to stop. Entertaining. The post credit scene was dumb. So, so the mid credit scene was which one? No, I'm, I'm drawing That's where the colonists land on the other planet. And she okay. gets. Yeah, killed and the character whose death was predicted, yeah, uh, gets killed gets, by the thing that that way. Well, he he yeah. named it that because that's that's what he it was the killer. That. Yeah, right. But I mean, he wasn't that's wrong. Just, I'm sorry. No, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, but the very very post credit scene that was a little like okay, that's not going to happen. So, but it, it, when you had so much that? realism throughout the whole movie, having that little bit of just nonsensical non realism. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not like, sure okay. I, I'm not sure Go I saw ahead, the Eric. very explain last. Explain it for Lou. Go scene. ahead. Explain it for Lou. Oh. I, I'm not sure if I did. Oh, know. yeah. It? There's a post credit scene, the very tail end of the credits before the international credits. But um, Jonah Hill's character crawls out from like yeah. under a oh, rock. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, he's yeah. the last man yeah. on earth. Yeah. 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 I did see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he can't get a cell signal. Right. Yeah. Like I said, it veered towards stupidum. Like they had the train going, but it fits so well with what was going so on. Just stop when the credits yeah, roll. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was, <laughs> but but I mean, it was it was to the point of the characters that that's what they would do, and it's like, yeah, I can see this mm-hmm. dummy doing this, you know. I'm like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so tough movie, you, but you can't fix stupid. No. <laughs> Which may be the whole point of this movie. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else on this? No. No. I, th- I think it's a recommendation. Be... I think people should see yeah. it. And and when you do, just you know, send me a a, a thing in in the the channel saying you're right, stupid dumb. <laughs> it's stupid dumb. Yeah. It's uh. It's a brilliantly <laughs> made movie. It it checks off all the boxes. I mean, it really is. Probably one of the best movies of last year. It's not my favorite movie of last year again because it's so hard no. to to watch. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very powerful movie, if nothing else, mm. and brilliantly executed. One of the best crafted movies of last year. Yes. So definitely. check it out. Again, it's on Netflix. It's free. Um, it's rated R, um, and uh, it's uh, it's a good pick. So. Next week, I don't know what we're going to cover. We have a a bit of a secret project we've been teasing for a while now. And it may be starting next week. It may be starting the week after. Uh, But when it starts, you will find it right here on this podcast feed, on this YouTube channel. And then we will fill you in as we go along. So... Uh, We're going to leave it there for this episode of Movie Chatter. If you wouldn't mind, 
throw some comments down on the page below here on YouTube and let us know what you thought of the movie. Um, any moments you thought were really good or if you didn't like the movie or if you haven't seen it yet. Do you think you want to watch the movie? Let us know in the comments below. If you haven't already done this, go to youtube.com slash random chatter. Down below, hit the like and subscribe buttons. I would recommend hitting the notification button too, and then you get notified of when we're doing live shows. You can hang out with us in the chat room. And this will cover not just movie chatter, but also random chatter on Sunday nights, force chatter on Sunday nights. Um, we're not doing Sunday this week because of the Super Bowl, but I think we're going to maybe try to do some special thing because we've got the Book of Boba Fett finale coming tomorrow, right? Yes. I may actually we do the middle of the night viewing for this one. I don't know. Yeah. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. I'm up at 4.30 anyway, so. <laughs> well, there you go. We need Sunday night, the night when we watch all sorts of um, really cool commercials. Yes. Oh, speaking that, of that, that now, yeah, and so they've already, some things came out early. Have you guys seen the no. ad with um, Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson? No, because I don't watch commercials because oh I watch everything streaming. God, it's hysterical. It, it's for Amazon and... Yeah. It's it's what if what if Amazon could read your mind? Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen that. It is I'll have phenomenal. To look for that. It's, it's like broken up into three different pieces. They do like a thirty second spot during stuff. It was on during the Olympics last night. Yeah, and um, they had the whole thing put together as a like a minute and forty five second long ad. It is just hysterical. Nice. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> I'm sure it's on YouTube, probably. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But so no show this coming Sunday night. But that's another reason why hitting that notification button is good, because then you know when we've got new episodes here on YouTube. And if you're not subscribed on YouTube and you're just listening to the audio podcast, that's okay, too. But, you know, maybe consider going and hitting subscribe on YouTube. We all know you're using YouTube. Come on. It's okay to admit it. We all do it now. Not me. Not me. Uh -uh. Robin's the exception <laughs> when it comes to a lot of technological things, so it, it's okay. You mean like I can't figure out how to subscribe to the... Yeah, when we were streaming on Twitch for a while, I think we went the whole Twitch run and yeah. couldn't figure out how to get her yeah. subscribed. It's okay. So Technology hates me. We know you out there are watching YouTube, so subscribe and like. And hit randomchatter.com slash Discord. That's our Discord server. You can hang out with us there and talk about movies and Star Wars and Star Trek and, and all kinds of different stuff. Marvel and DC and Cobra Kai and, and whatever else. Um, randomchatter.com, of course, has all the podcasts. Randomchatter.com slash store. It's a good place to go to get some t-shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and help support the network while you're doing it. Actually, some pretty good products there. So that's going to do it for this episode of Movie Chatter. We will see you again next Tuesday night. Until then, take care. <laughs>